Conflict is natural. So long as we are human and we need to coexist, conflict is part and parcel of the human coexistence. But the question is not whether conflict is natural, but whether conflict is constructive or destructive. But so long as there is scarce resources, when there is not enough of the money to go around, there is not enough of the houses to go around, there will from time to time be tensions. Mom and dad are putting together their will now. And there's this very precious, expensive jewel that mom and dad really wants it to stay within the family. Tom has five kids, Jerry has none. And mom and dad have decided, rightly, that maybe this jewelry should go to Tom for it to stay in the family. Mom and dad have all gone, they've gone to heaven to have their peace, but Tom and Jerry are now getting at each other because Jerry's not happy about that. Jerry feels slighted. Jerry feels cheated. With all our good intentions, even siblings who truly loved each other once in a while, when there's scarce resources, when the jewelry, if there was enough jewelry to go around, there would have been no problem. But so long as there is limited resources, once in a while we will have even family tensions and family conflict. And so long as there is interdependence, we need to live together and work together. For me to function as a priest, I need a bishop who needs to oversee the diocese. And for the bishop to function effectively, he needs us priests who will do things as he should be. And that power dynamics can sometimes create tension, even with people who have all the holiest intentions. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what's the point we're making? That conflict is not a product of our sinfulness. When you have conflict with your wife or your husband or your children, it's not because there is something fundamentally wrong with you. It's just that it is part of the dynamics of human communication and human relationship. And that's why all of us, right from childhood, we start learning how to navigate conflict. As we see mom and dad handle their conflicts, we are like, check, okay, this is how they do it. If mom punches dad, okay, punching is allowed, okay, check. And if dad is like, yeah, 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 okay, nagging is allowed, check. So we learn, we observe, and then we get to middle school, we see how everybody is doing in the playground, and we are learning and accumulating and accumulating. And there comes a time now, based on your personal experiences, on your life history, on what you've seen everybody do around you, you can fall into one of the three categories. You can either have an avoidant style, where you're so afraid of face-to-face, you don't want to talk about it, you don't want to deal with it, and then you keep throwing the problem under the carpet, 
keep throwing under the carpet until sometimes the carpet is now bulging and boom, there's a bigger problem. That's one way. Is that the best way? Not always. And there are others who are aggressive, dominating, can't let you get in a word. They are ever right, always right, always correct. Yabby, 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 yabby. Calm down. Let's take it. Let's talk. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. You, I said it. You're wrong. Okay, that's one style. Does it always work? Uh, does it always produce good, good results? I don't know. And there are times, too, we get to a point of the collaborative where we want to talk. We are patient. We want to navigate together. And that's really the better one, naturally. But you know the good news this morning? It turns out that there's even something better than just reciprocity. Something much better than you zig, I zag, I zag, you zig. It's good. I mean, if you can get to that point and we can get to that point, that's all right. But there is even something superior to the zigzag kind of style of conflict. And that's what Jesus now teaches us this morning. That for every Christian, everyone who has God and truly wants to be a child of God, we must transcend reciprocity. Reciprocity is good, but we can do better. And so let's call what Jesus is teaching us this morning the Imago Dei. The Imago Dei style of conflict. And what this simply means is that you look at the person and you can see the image of God in the person. You now separate the naughty behavior from the person. Engage the naughty behavior, but love the person. Now, truth be told, it can be hard. It can be hard. Because when we are in the heat of the conflict, your husband and wife are getting at it, the emotion takes over, and all of our clarity of trying to see the other person as a person can get blurred. And that's where the problem comes. And then you punch. And then the police comes. But I didn't mean to do it. And truly, you did not mean to punch. But emotions got the best of you. The imago day is regardless of the pain, regardless of how it hurts, and you feel like getting back. Take it easy. Calm down. You are engaging the behavior, not the person. Now, that takes a lot of grace. And that's precisely the point Jesus is making uh, this morning in the gospel. When he now tells us, look, reciprocity is not enough. If you love and they love you back, you talk respectfully, and the person talks back to you respectfully. That is human, that is natural, and that's what we all want. But Jesus says, now, what separates us Christians from the ordinary is to learn to love 
the neighbor. Now, mind you, when Jesus says love your enemies, love your enemies, we may have to unpack that word love. Unfortunately, the English doesn't have enough variations for love. So I love lasagna. I love my mother. The same love. So, But how can you love your mother and lasagna the same way? That is the limitation of the English. Fortunately, the Greek actually has eight different terms for love. They have agape, they have eros, they have pragma, they have storge, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Eight of them. And in the Greek translation, the word used for love your enemies is agape. And that is attitude. Love as an attitude. It's not the kind of, hey, kumbaya, kumbaya, my enemy. Let's hug, let's drink a cup of cappuccino and forget it. That's not really what it's getting at. It's the fact that when you love your enemies, you are seeing the image of God in that person. That's the imago day. You can engage the problem and the behavior differently, but love the person. That's the core of what Jesus is teaching us this morning. And you know the good side of it? Jesus tells us that when we can get to that point, good measure will be pressed down, shaken together, and poured onto us. That's the reward. When we can learn the Imago Dei style of conflict, and you can endure, you can bear, you can take it in, you have a reward. You have a reward. And Jesus is reassuring us of that reward. Finally, David gives us a perfect example of this Imago Dei style of conflict. Saul has been after him, and now here is Saul, helpless, sleeping. He could have murdered him in cold blood. And David says, the blood of the innocent will not be on my hands. Abishai says, look, give me an opportunity. Just one stroke, one strike. No, not twice, one, he's gone. And David says, stop, stop, stop. Because this is an anointed person. And you know what? All of us are anointed. By baptism, we are anointed. So when you are in conflict with your husband, with your wife, with your children, with your neighbor, with a colleague, there is anointing in the soul and heart of that person. And just like David, harm not my anointed. That's the Imago Dei. That is the new way of dealing with conflict. So let's summarize. Even if we forgot all the things we've tried to explain this morning, what is the one point I would lo really love us to take away? Number one is this. When in conflict, you can't control what the other person does. 
but you can control what you do. Three things. Love. Two. Forgive. Three. Reconcile. Love. Forgive. Reconcile. God bless you all.